Welcome to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Cape Town, where we take some time out to gather around God's Word and to worship God together. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, make known His deeds among the people, sing to God, sing praises to God, tell of all the deeds among the people. Lord, speak to us through the proclamation that we might know in our hearts that nothing is able to separate us from your love as we seek to serve you in the world for your sake and for your glory. Amen. Today we gather around God's word as we read from Romans 8 verses 26 to 39. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those whom he predestined he also called, and those whom he called he also justified, and those whom he justified he also glorified. What then? Shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This reading includes some of the most familiar and comforting words we have from Paul. In almost every sentence, Paul assures us that God has not abandoned the faithful and is working out God's purposes from eternity past to eternity future. Also, we read and understand that This is not conditional. The only condition that is set 
is that Christ died for us, Christ was raised for us, and Christ will come again in all his glory. This is a word that is so in season for us today. It is about God's plan and purpose for God's people for all time. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, Paul writes in verse 26. As the Spirit had helped us to cry, Abba, Father, in verse 16, so also the Spirit helps us pray when we do not know how to pray or what to pray for. And sometimes we do not know how to pray. And there are even times when we don't even know what we want or need. And it is in these moments that the Spirit helps us to pray. God has been working in the past. He is at work in the present. And God will bring about something in the future. In the immediate future, however, we realize that hardship is also there for those who do believe in Christ. Paul experienced certain difficulties struggles and persecutions and he warns the Romans that the same may be ahead for them too referring to the Psalms for your sake we are being killed all the day long we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered and suffering can come about because we do live in a fallen world and a sinful world Or suffering can come about because we are identified as followers of Christ. And both of these carry with them the threat of separation from the love of God. But neither can carry out this threat. So in all these struggles, believers are more than conquerors because they see their own suffering as a reflection of the suffering and the continuing involvement of God in the world. Often when we read this passage, we want to discuss and debate about the foreknowledge and predestination. But the focal point of these verses is actually God's yearning for human beings to be formed in the likeness of Christ. Jesus, the second Adam, the first person to be resurrected, resurrected, is the first fruit of God's transformative project to completely recreate all of creation. What God did for Jesus at his resurrection, God will do for all those who have faith in Christ and will do ultimately for the entire creation. Romans chapter 8 declares clearly that those who are with Christ are more than conquerors. Those who are with God should not fear anything else of the world because God is greater than all things. So today we will focus on God's plan is to conform us to the image of Christ, which was mentioned before, and that nothing, nothing will come in the way of God's plan or separate us from him. Bad things 
do happen to good people. That does not say that God does not do good things for his children and blesses their lives in countless ways. In Psalm 84 verse 11, no good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. The point is that God will use everything in our lives, bad and good, to conform us to the image of Christ. As God is conforming us to the image of Christ, he is also working out our salvation and for the good of our sanctification, becoming more and more like Christ. We all have people in our lives that really can irritate us or bring us to a point of almost breakdown. But these are the things that God is using to form us more and more into his images. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. And some may interpret this to say that predestination is based on God's foreknowledge. It has been a common mistake to say that God foreknew who would be saved and then predestined them. But his stamp of approval on history as he saw it unfold, there are two errors involved in this view. It makes God the prisoner of history instead of its author. It also makes our salvation conditional, looking at what we do, seen by God in advance. The image is of God screening kind of the movie of the future, observing people who look good and picking them out for salvation. So there are incorrect views, and some might not agree with this, but God has, in a way, when we say this, we say that God has limited his freedom in favor of ours, and that he does not know what will happen until we act, and then he reacts. God's plan comes first. Peter, in his sermon at Pentecost, said, This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. The plan is seen as coming first. God explained his foreknowledge of Jeremiah based on his plan for the nations. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Paul in 2 Timothy said, um, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not in virtue of our works, but in virtue of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ, Christ Jesus ages ago. Therefore, we are secured because God proves his love for us in Christ. From verse 31 to 39, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. He, 
Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When God sent his Son, he did not choose another person like Job, but volunteered himself to suffer and die. Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up, will he not freely give us all things? We should have every confidence that God is working on our behalf. And if this is so, then there is no enemy which is able to threaten us. Who will bring a charge against us? Because God made us righteous in Christ. Who will condemn us? Christ was condemned for us. Who can separate us from Christ? Nothing, nowhere, and never can we be separated. And when we look at our enemies, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, many of these things that I just mentioned, are what we are going through now with COVID-19, with lockdown. Suffering does not happen because God does not love us, nor is it because he is not all-powerful. Suffering is part of the experience of our time. God's love is evident through his son's suffering in our place. God's power is evident by the way he raises us all up. When God chose to have that tree in the middle of the garden, he was also choosing to suffer if necessary to bring about people who loved him and could share his glory. God reveals the power of the gospel in that we are no longer condemned and promised eternal life. Christ is risen and now interceding on our behalf. If we allow experience to dictate or help us understand things about God, then we will end up in the grave like many around us. Instead, we allow God's truth of being in Christ Jesus the Lord to forever bind us to himself in his love and peace. Suffering might come, but God's love is forever with us. He will keep us to the end to fully see his glory. Now you might be listening to 
the gathering around God's word today. And you might say, all of this doesn't make sense. To simplify this, come to Jesus. Confess that you believe that he died for your sin, meaning that you are set free, that he rose again, and that he is sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. If you confess this with your mouth, and you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you as a follower of Christ, the Holy Spirit will continue to reveal and bring understanding for God's word. May you know that there is no charge against you as you come to believe in Christ. May you know that there is nothing and no one that will be able to condemn you as you believe in Christ. May you know today that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And as you might be facing many enemies, distress. Maybe you do not have work at the moment. There's a financial loss. Famine. Maybe you are struggling with having to look at people or maybe even you and, and your family do not have what you used to have. Nakedness. You're not able to buy clothes during this winter. Whatever you are going through, know that Christ is with you. God loves you. God is all-powerful. And suffering will always be a part of our walk of faith as we follow Christ. Amen. As we continue to gather around God's word, we also bring our offering and we do that online. Let us pray. We know that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The peace of God be with you today and always. As you go out into the world, may you know that you are an offering that God is using to show that love in the world. As you go out in the world and you become a blessing, we ask, Lord, that you will bless this offering of money for the sake of your kingdom. Receive God's blessing. As you go out into God's world from here, may you take with you the assurance that God sends you to change the world in which you live, secure in the example set by your Lord Jesus as he walked and talked to the people who responded 
and others who did not. And encouraged by the presence of the Holy Spirit, who was equipped, who has equipped you in all things needed, that you may confidently witness to the love of God for all whom you meet on the road. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. Amen.